0: good
1: day everyone my name is beloved i'm here with mickey welcome to in the smoke podcast hello yeah. everybody <laughs> so um since we we lost left you guys we've been mia for what a month now but it's gonna be like this for ever or at least for this year we only publish an episode once a month all right so on today's episode we're talking about writing and um the writing life so Mickey and I are both writers and we're basically just going to talk about our individual experiences how we got into this Mm -hmm. how we feel about it why we're into it why we think other people should be into it and just basically give you the lowdown on what it's like to be a writer and yeah so Mickey, Mm
0: -hmm. how did you get into
1: the gig
0: so I don't really remember a time not being into it. Um, call it being an only child, but I read a lot growing up. I read too much. And <laughs> as a result of growing up, reading so much, uh, English just came very easily to, me, as in the school subject. Um, and then, yeah, I just liked writing my own stories and stuff. started enjoying it more as like, an outlet for myself. Um, And I just kept doing it on and on for years.
1: How did you know? Because I hear hear you say that, you know, you were good at it. How did you know you were good at it?
0: I felt that I was good at it because once I had an idea in my head, it was very easy for me to kind of craft a narrative around it. So I write a lot of like more narrative stories. I'm not one for poetry. No offense, beloved.
1: I think I relate to that quite a bit. But for me... No, because the thing is, with English not being my first language, mm-hmm. it's something that I had to learn. And uh, my grandmother was an English teacher. Oh, okay. So we, growing up, she made sure that all the grandkids would come to the house. We always get like a book a little something to read every time we were i think for a first like few years of my life in school we were not allowed to speak any other language but english because we had to make sure that we knew and which was weird because once we learned how to speak english then my parents were like okay you're not allowed to speak english at home so (laughs) very very weird transition um so with that reading from the time I was like very very young with my grandmother teaching because I used to spend a lot of time with my grandmother back when we lived in Zim Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's kind of where the culture of reading kind of came from then I got into third grade when we moved to South Africa and had the scariest teacher I don't know why but (laughs) when I started school like my first I would say three to four years of like school school I just had all the witchy teachers—they just hated me.
0: Really?
1: it is just like—I I always question why you a teacher if you
0: so clearly hate children so much. Like at a certain point, right? You—you you dis, your dislike of children is palpable.
1: So my my scary teacher, she wanted everybody in her classroom to. Read. So luckily at our at our school we did have like a huge culture room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so. She, mandatory for everybody in class to get a library card oh that's cool at the end of every two weeks which books you had read you had and then also with the writing because that's when we started writing like little comprehensions and Mm -hmm. whatever and i always used to be you know commended on how well my pieces were my principal was so nice he used to take my essays and like put them on the notice boards i had the same kind
0: of situation but commendations for being able to read it's like easy. I never reg- I never <laughs> needed the incentives. I was like, yes, just give me another book to read. Um and then once I got into high school is when more of a writing component and kind of like doing my own thing with it. And so did
1: you start writing it? Yes. High
0: so I think mm-hmm. I made my first fanfiction account. I literally checked this was twenty twelve, so about ten years ago, I made my fanfiction account. Yeah. So I was 12, and then when I was, I think I was in grade 10, I made friends with a girl who was publishing a a self-written short story on Wattpad, and she kind of got me interested in, hey, Mickey, you love writing, too. Like, we were writing buddies, and she said, Michaela, you are, like, so good at it, too. Why don't you also publish your own story? So I did. They are still there. I'm not going to say what the names
1: are. <laughs> no, like, why would you do that to I'm me? I'm not going to say the names. Wait, will you say the names off the record. Like, can I? Yes, like... I'll give you the names.
0: Because I did look them up a couple of years later. And you know when you read the stuff you read years ago and you're like, oh my god, this is a Twilight ripoff. <laughs> it was very, very basic kind of like y18 fantasy that we were all reading at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I published it to Wattpad. It got put on the front page a couple of times, which is like, I remember crying when I saw that because I used to have my mom got me like a very fancy notebook and I would like write out my chapters in it and then I went to university and I stopped for a while just because you get so caught up in life and
1: it sucks the life definitely. So
0: I, I honestly stopped and <laughs> I just kept reading and I didn't kind of make anything for myself. I think last year is what kind of made me think Mickey used to love doing this so much and even if you're not good at it and even if nothing comes of it, um, like you don't make any money of it if it's still something that is at least yeah an outlet. Okay. So I started kind of keeping journal entries that's what they started as um because I don't I'm not good at doing daily journaling but sometimes you'll like have a moment and I need to write it out and then that evolved into writing short stories again and yeah that's where we are now now what about you
1: I feel like with me it 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 definitely did start with poetry and I think that's where I'm that's why I'm more drawn to writing Mm -hmm. poetry from there, I then started journaling, which is funny. Because that's why I, so I stopped poetry completely mm-hmm. after that. And I just started journaling. But my journaling, because I didn't like the whole Dear Diary. Yes, so today, neither did so I, I. And then number two, I didn't want anyone in my family to stumble Same. upon this journal. The paranoia if they, was
0: so real.
1: If, if they stumble upon this journal, and they read it, and they know what's happening in my life, and I don't mm-hmm. want that. So, we have got metaphor. Definitely. Every day. And it would alternate now between little short stories and um, mm-hmm. poems because I actually used to write it. But then I remember seventh grade, that's when school kind of got really, really hectic and competitive for me. Yeah. So, and the thing is that I like about poetry, even to this day, I like it, is the fact that I could write it anywhere, wherever it came to mm-hmm. me, I would write it. You go through my whole notes, it's notes and there's like two like two pages that I just left and there's just like three or four poems in there and then we carry on with notes <laughs> on the next page because I would stop in the middle of the lesson and then just be like I gotta write mm. this down <laughs> this is amazing um, and then what ended up happening is I wouldn't sleep I would pretend I was doing homework knowing full well my homework is finished and stay up and write so that's mm-hmm. really when I started writing stories I had a bunch of short stories. I still have them. They're cringy, like you just said. But...
0: It's to see. Exactly. Th- this yeah. is when sixteen-year-old Mickey thought this was the height of literature, and twenty-three-year-old Mickey is like, <laughs> she, that is. This is so this is the most tortured the metaphor. Four.
1: I yeah. I think fourteen. How where was I when I was? 14? That's grade eight. I think that's grade eight. Grade nine. Grade eight. Yeah um i wrote my first oh that's cool so i remember plotting this thing out almost every single day because i used to go to school very early because my dad had to be at work early so he dropped me me off very early so i had at least 30 minutes to an hour to myself in the morning and i had an exam pad and i used to plot out every single chapter because i was like if i'm gonna get good at this you need to practice I have to same that I think I think for me that was a very (laughs) uh
0: difficult lesson to learn just because I I don't like admitting it but I think you know that I have an inner perfectionist (laughs) (laughs) um and and so for me it I'd always have a thing of like you shouldn't write it if it's not good and I had to like kind of talk myself out Mm -hmm. of that mindset and get into more of a It won't get good if you don't write it. Like if you don't write, if you don't, like you can't edit something that doesn't exist. You can't send it for feedback. You can't read it over and change it if you don't write it in the first place.
1: I feel like you and I are slightly different. For me, I think I write with the mindset of like what I am putting down right now is Mm -hmm. golden. But then (laughs) I then come back to it later. And then we can fix it. But in the moment, I know, I convince myself that what I am putting down right now is the most perfect thing to ever be mm-hmm. on the planet. But I think when you, when you come back to it and you realize, okay, it's good, but I can fix this and I can fix that and I can fix this. Because I think for me, the biggest flaw of thinking the way that I did was I was ready to publish mm-hmm. at 14 and... <laughs> Um, I think one of the good things that I, I did for myself is that I mm-hmm. talked to people. You know, I, I remember I made dozens of phone calls. These were all these very, very old people talking to this 14-year-old girl from all over the world. So they made me realize um, what I needed okay. to be paying attention to and to just really, like, structure mm-hmm. yourself as a writer. Because at the end of the day, all these people are very nice to you and they're really trying to publish your book or help you. At the end yes. of the day, they're really trying to sell. They're trying to make sure it's marketable. So I really had to define for myself at that moment, like, did I want to be marketable or did I want to write? And I think not having an answer at that point told me that I needed to practice mm-hmm. my craft a little bit more. Okay. But I
0: think um, what I really liked about fan fiction is it allowed me a space where I didn't have to worry so much about... Uh, the development of like plots because i i was at that point i'd mm-hmm. be i'd pretty much become quite comfortable with like okay setting out a plot you know um developing characters and stuff but what i wasn't as confident in is my skill just like and i think that also comes with a lot of okay. practice and fanfic for me was very easy to like you can pick a premise and you can just write Right now, I'm not necessarily doing any writing to sell. I'm not doing any writing to like, um, you know, do anything with it. I'm just doing it kind
1: of, which is a very great. Point, to be honest,ly everybody wants to sell, but I, I think, I honestly prefer when I was just writing for myself because writing to sell is great, but it puts a lot of pressure yeah on, and,
0: and like I'm like, not against so no. if like eventually I write something and I read and I'm like hey this has potential but right now I'm just like this is something mm. that you really loved doing and you stopped doing for a long time because you weren't like in a good headspace at least for me it's very therapeutic to be able to just put on some music and just get your thoughts out because I am a chronic overthinker so for me what I've learned is that like once I write it down it becomes set for me like I can see clearer because I'm
1: not going in circles anymore. Um, Do you have any sort of like hopes for your writing or do you think that it's simply just going to always be something that you do as a sort of release or do you just Are you just like free a free range chicken (laughs) with your ideas? Like whatever you think of at that time in your life is probably what you'll do. When I first started again,
0: it was with absolutely no plan. It was just like uh kinda it was it was like a pip talk. It really took a pip talk to be like, Michaela, can you just accept that you like doing this and you want to keep doing it? Um, and i didn 't want to give myself another thing to stress about, because if I thought of it as something I need to be that something that needs to be good, um it would stress me and I need to not stress myself like i 'm actively working don 't stress Mickey out because Mickey is stressed out, and that is like a baseline emotion. so when I started it, it was just kind of you just want to get back into the flow, you just want to um kind of. Dip your toes in, kind of get a feel for it, get a feel for like putting words down and, um, you know, interacting with language in that way. And then when I plotted it out. The outline came to nine pages and I was like, oh, shit, you clearly had a lot to say um, and you just weren't thinking about it at the time. But there's clearly things that you were thinking about and ideas you wanted out there. And then I think it's been like the past month or so I've been daydreaming up a plot in my head and I'm like, I want to write it, but I don't want to put any expectations on what it will end up being. I don't want that goal to override the process I'm going through now.
1: I think maybe I've trapped myself a little bit because I now have a readership and it's, it's like if i have to if i have to put something good out there because i've got the blog and the poetry is there and I, and i'm i'm confident in my poetry because i've i've sifted that thing like gold mm-hmm. but i feel like my stories have always been a lot more personal
0: i think that's the other so... thing that's kind of kept me from going beyond bullet points and like little notes is the more i yeah. plot it out the more it becomes semi like biographical autobiographical and the more i'm like jesus once i start
1: writing this i'm gonna have to start some deep introspection most of my stories are usually inspired by either people in my life or maybe another character that i watch somewhere but i think for me the the thing is right now a lot of a lot of what i do is very It's out there. Mm -hmm. I really have time to write for me anymore. Like poetry, for example, poetry comes easy to me. Poetry, it I can write a poem in five minutes. I can write a poem in an hour. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I have to like sit down and plot out and say, okay, so from chapter one and three, this is what has happened. Now I gotta carry on the story. Yeah, because collections don't work that way. So I think I am definitely like the question that I just asked you. If I just answer myself, I do somewhere where I'm headed and right now I've kind of built or I've started building this identity as point go beloved as our friend kindly called me the other day <laughs> um, and she, that that's great and and I love that but it's not the only thing I do you mm-hmm. know? if I'm to sort of introduce another thing which I definitely want to do I just want to be confident enough that it's great yeah you
0: know I think what I what I kind of learned about myself like I'm actually a very private person like I'd never have used that adjective to describe me and
1: but like why didn't you make that realization before I
0: think you know like don't acknowledge (laughs) keep it moving and you'll you'll figure it out eventually and then at a point I was like no
1: Michaela you need to kind of
0: do some thinking
1: what we've done so far is we've kind of spoken about what writing is for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's very important to also really highlight what I've learned during the process of, of becoming a writer is that what's really important and what what has become a really important thing when I um look at other writers as well is the power in writing. As much yes. as it's very personal and it's like we've both spoken about how much it's helped us. Um, it's it's such a great medium of communication and expression. Last year, I did this whole thing where I just read like nonfiction for like six months. That was amazing for me, and it's like somebody took their time to be like, "Look, these are the things that I've gone through, and I'm going to share my findings and my lessons." It's so great. It's, it's and I think understanding are. cultural cannot... your the history of your culture is very important, especially yeah. as
0: we become more global as a society, knowing who you are becomes more important and although you don't you might not necessarily be the exact same person as your ancestors Mm -hmm. knowing their stories can help you develop your own I think I tend to read pretty much exclusively fiction like when you're reading like a book in a completely different world but you find that uh, kernel of when you like you recognize it in yourself and you're like oh I can have experienced this I can relate
1: which is pretty great I think for me I was never really that into like fantasy fiction that much. I read a lot of fantasy um, fiction when I was a teenager for me it kind of was a forbidden ah uh, yes problem number two was I think as much as reading was an escape I, I didn't want to 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 feel too abstract. I get you. You, you know, I think I'm a, I'm a bit of a realist yeah. in that in that that's in, that, in that way. But I, if you haven't gotten into reading yet, and I don't really have any friends with mm-hmm. me, um, I encourage that you do it.
0: it. I don't know if it was in my primary school library or my high school library, but I just remember the code very vividly, and it said. Um, like if you don't like reading it's just because you haven't found the right book like yes
1: right now because we've got so much entertainment yes. to our you know we've got netflix we're always on instagram and tiktok and whatever i i feel like these things are very very draining and as a society we are not doing mm-hmm. and again i think it's important that we enrich ourselves with the book yeah, and the reason we always bring up reading before writing is because you really cannot. Write
0: Definitely, you can say it's a symptom of being an only yeah. child and not having anyone to do anything. But I never felt it. So you wanted know, to I, read. I heard Every iteration of Oh, you're an only child. You must have been bored. And I keep saying no. I I was fine. I had I, a life. I was fine, thanks. <laughs> it's such a good kind of way to like see new ideas
1: i especially enjoy just looking at the mm-hmm. perspectives of the way we can speak about things the way we can describe things and i think that's why i really fall in love with poetry is how we really can just speak about the most mundane of things in the most what you read about something and you're just like how did you just make this simple <laughs> thing sound so complex? And I just I, I love that. I always loved yes. deconstructing and analyzing language. Whether it was poetry or whether it was the plays we used to do or even the novels we used to do. We spoke about English paper two. English paper two and paper three for me always were my top um, mm-hmm. you know, papers. And i dude i just i flourish i also feel that there is somewhat of a protective space or protective energy that i have around the art of um language especially reading and writing because i feel like you know you were speaking earlier about making it a chore i feel perhaps if i had gone to university and studied it it may have become something that I don't enjoy as much. I always wonder that because I I could have gone to Rhodes
0: and done an English degree. And I don't know who I would have ended up being if I had. And now here I am under a blanket with you. So I think it turned out okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: Beloved, do you want to plan your book? Yes, today we're talking about writing. (laughs) So I currently have two books out and uh, they're both poetry collections. The first one is called Little Go Blue. It's available in e um, ebooks and paperback everywhere that you buy books. When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. So you will find it. And I recently released a new one in October of last year. It's called "Of Toxic Love and Growth." The paperback for that one is coming Exciting. out. Exciting! So look out for that. And yeah, I do do like little analysis and um, videos where I talk about the books on my YouTube channel and on my blog and Instagram. So check that out also i think there's like a free promotion coming up where both books will be free for like a few hours like um thank you everybody for listening yes that was today's episode we are going to sign up for now remember you can follow us on every platform you can even email us pod. your stories yes please we want to hear your comments and stuff so that's in the smokes mm-hmm. at gmail.com and thank yeah. you thank you for joining us today goodbye